Hello and welcome back to the Think Business podcast powered by Bank of Ireland. Most people would be forgiven for thinking that a career in technology is just for techies, but in the case of Brendan Kiley, this is not the case. A self-confessed newbie to technology, he started Tinscale Technology with his brother-in-law in 2013, and since then the business has grown 20% year on year. He talks to me about scaling up, entrepreneurship, and the new normal. Tinscale Technology uh, came to life in 2013. Uh, you went into business, technology business, having not been a technologist. And often people who aren't technologists get very scared about technology. What was it that drew you to being making building a technology company in the first place? And also, may I add, one that's been profitable from the get-go? That's a really interesting question. You know, I, I suppose to take a bit of a step back, I think I've always had it in my mind to have my own business at, at some point along the way. If you look at my career, it kind of meandered into various different areas, but there's a couple of threads that, that would be you know, similar in them all, and that was kind of sales, management, general management, ownership of P&L, and whether that was in a, in a multinational uh, setting or in an NGO setting or a political setting. Those skills and things that you pick up along the way, you bring you bring together when you start your own business. Do you know? So, I mean, I suppose how thin scale technology started off was my, my brother in law was working in the technology space and had a particular problem that really annoyed him on a day to day basis, and that was converting older PCs to operate as thin clients. And Andrew comes across. A problem like that, he solves it by writing the solution. So he, he wrote a piece of software that kind of got a lot of traction online mm-hmm. and a lot of questions, you know, about features and functionality. And, and really, we started talking around that time about, well, is there an enterprise product here? And it became clear there was. And, you know, along the way, we acquired some very early customers that we were very lucky to have, most of whom we still have today, and the Dutch government being one of our largest customers. We had an early an early adopter uh, techie within the Dutch government who, who liked what we were doing. So, I mean, we were, we were lucky in that sense, and that really led to being cash positive very early. So I suppose it was, it was his reputation within, within the desktop virtualization industry that gave us that in to various consultants that were working for large companies mm. who trusted our technology from the get-go. From a personal perspective, you know, I was never I was never really a big technologist, but I, you know, I I've always got a grow for a new subject and to in, in immerse oneself in a new subject and not to be afraid of it. And I think, you know, that's part of what being in business is. It's something you have to do all the time. You have to keep growing you have to keep changing and um, to meet the needs and i suppose as we grew the product then you know there was there was kind of three questions can we convert a pc into a thing client tick then it was well can we make that product be a a management tool software defined thing client for all windows endpoints and we did that and then the kind of the third question which kind of brings us to where we are today was around, well, can we, can we do this on a personal machine? Can we lock down a personal machine and make it into a, a temporary clean corporate machine for somebody to access their, their, their company resources mm. um, and do it from their personal machine and from home? And it took us a lot longer than we thought, <laughs> but we got there. And the, the, I suppose the key goal was to get PCI and HIPAA compliance and PCIs around credit cards and HIPAAs around health health. Uh, 
healthcare records. So, and we did that really working with BPOs in the US and, and, and we have grown and flourished within that market, particularly since obviously uh, our, all our worlds changed. That's good. I mean, when I hear about things like 10 clients, I, I, I keep going back to things like Sun Microsystems and the network is the computer, Oracle, Citrix, mm. all that world that I, I used to yeah. know very well. And, and now we find ourselves in a situation where one day in March, everyone went to work and the next day they weren't at work. And suddenly they had to be at home and there was a shortage of laptops in the country because businesses couldn't buy them fast enough. Some people brought home their desktops. Um, do you think that your technology, your company, that the current crisis we're in, is probably the best showcase for it? Has it enabled a lot of business to keep up and running? Yeah. So, I mean, we, as I mentioned, we work in, in business processing, outsourcing and contact centers in the US. And one of our customers went from having three or 4,000 people at home to 40,000 people at home. And you you mentioned, you know, desktops being brought home. And look, there's a big story yet to come about the security breaches that have happened during the, the time frame we're in now. Because um, you can't just take a, a machine outside of, you know, the the infrastructure, the network of the office and just think it's it's secure. So, yeah, our business has increased fivefold from quarter one to quarter two. And um, we've been hiring and, and are still hiring on an ongoing basis, which has been an interesting process, by the way, um, hiring people when you, you've never met them. So, yeah, so COVID has had a significant impact on our business, but I think we were already established in a market with a good reputation. And now seven of the top 10 BPOs in the world rely on our software for their home working um, solutions. And one of the one of those is Teleperformance. Actually, it's the largest BPO in the world. They have three hundred and ten thousand employees. It's been a very interesting journey because they're obviously in in eighty countries, and you know they're dealing with multiple different sets of regulations, etc. So, yeah. So we, we we've been we've been working very hard with them. Mm. Do you think? Do you think? Um, I mean, from from dealing with those scale of companies and from you know run, running your own workforce and. Obviously, mm. before we had this interview, we talked about the, the, the economic environment we're all in. Do, do you um, see, how do you, when, you, when people say to you the future of work, what's the future work look like from your perspective as, 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 as someone who enables that? Well, it, you know, it's the crystal ball, isn't it? But I mean, before COVID, we would have been saying that the future of work would be somewhere akin to a blended model where people would work from home a lot more and don't necessarily need to be in an office. And it'd be a mix of, you know, street to seat, they never go into an office, to people who come in and out of the office. We were talking a five to ten year timeline on that, not five to ten weeks. (laughs) Um, So I think there's a number of things. You have to ask yourself the question, why was work at home not ubiquitous before? And there was a number of fears around that. And one was productivity. And like all the research pre-COVID showed that productivity goes up. And I think that's been proven. A lot of companies are feeling that. There was the fear around the security at the endpoint. Um, if I don't, if I if I hold the machine and own it, therefore it's secure, which we all know is not actually true. And that's the piece of the puzzle. You know, we're, we're like the last piece of the jigsaw puzzle that makes work at home work. So when you push that forward, then a lot of companies, you know, I was speaking to actually an Irish CTO of a very large Irish company, and he described it as 
you know, in enforced experiments that he never asked for, but has reluctantly accepted that, you know, this is this is part of his future now, something that he would never have even tried. Mm. The benefits, and, and, and it's not only about the benefits of productivity, etc. It's also there was a generation of people coming who were asking for the level of flexibility that work at home delivers. And the, the businesses themselves are seeing the potential financial benefits, mm. you know, not only from the increased productivity, but also from bricks and mortar and, and the level of leases that they're in and the cost of those leases. And that's not to mention the environmental and social impacts. You know, think of an Ireland where, you know, people can decide I'm going to be able to keep my job in Dublin, but I can move to the west of Ireland and buy a house as long as I've got broadband. That's a, that's a really big thing because you will have disposable income being spent in areas which never would have attracted that before. Yep. The cost of housing, you know, it starts to equalize a little bit across the country as well. So there's so many benefits and I really think, you know, and not to get too political on it, but I really think Politics Inc. as, a, as, as, an, or, as a, an entity has not fully grasped the opportunity that is right in front of us at the moment in mm. terms of the benefits that this can bring to Ireland. And my own view is we should set out a goal to be the most remote working, home working friendly com- um, country in, in, in Europe because, you know, our FDI model is totally based around attracting companies here. That model is broken. Nobody has accepted it or said it, but it, it is true that companies now can hire people anywhere in Europe. It won't be long be so, before we start seeing new tax rules around Europe. We just hired a guy in Austria the other day. We have somebody in Vegas, we have somebody in Bend, Oregon, and we have somebody in Boston. And people go, when are you opening your American office? And I go, well, why? <laughs> why would we open an office? Do you know, it, really, so, and we have somebody in Manchester, there's a guy, one of our, our team is based up in Belfast. So the, the decentralized company is here. That's not to say that it's going to completely replace, you know, that personal interaction that we all miss. And I, I miss it myself. So I see companies using their offices in different ways. Teams being cycled in and out for a couple of days here and a couple of days there to get them together as a group to foster that creativity. And, you know, that's still being created. A lot of that in the short to medium term will be determined by COVID regulations. But the longer that goes on, the more the change will become embedded in our, in our work culture. Um, and I, I think it's, it really is, a, a, you know, I, I keep going on about this. I'm boring my friends with it. But the challenge that Ireland faces now with the vista of companies not having to come here to hire people, but the, the reverse is true. We can have companies who are not here hiring people working in the West of Ireland. One of our customers is a company called Sansa. They were the first pure work at home play, pure play work at home BPO, and they're based in the UK. And um, right at the beginning of COVID, they announced 200 jobs in Northern Ireland in conjunction with, with, um, with the government in Northern Ireland. Mm. And they're all work at home and they're all using our software. Um, and yet, so they don't have an office on the island of Ireland. So how is, that, how is that 200 new jobs in Ireland? It's, 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 it's wherever, the, wherever the skills are, right? Exactly. Exactly. And also bringing people into the skills net that wouldn't necessarily, if you think of disabled people, a lot of their challenges around work are actually around access and yeah. transport. And these things, that's, that, that's resolved to a mm. large extent. And, and it's about getting the technology right 
and also the management right you know as 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 business leaders and look you know I put my hand up. I, I still struggle with it, you know, but it is a different way of leading. And I certainly miss that, you know, personal interaction with my team, but mm. also how we manage in terms of projects. We have to become more project oriented, more goal oriented, mm. you know, much clearer objectives and key results so that, that people know where they're going and are given a, a, a path to rise within an organization, even though they're working at home. Mm. So these are all all new things for, for, for seasoned people. And I suppose, then, uh, just a final question really relating to your own journey as an entrepreneur. And yeah. when I think about your company, right, I mean, yes, uh, I know you guys were pretty profitable from start. Um, but the other aspect of it is your technology and, say, technology like we're doing this call through a Zoom uh, conference, right? Mm-hmm. That, that, is, that, that was around for years. Uh, there are entire companies that have worked remotely for years, like uh, Automatic, the, the, the guys who created uh, WordPress or run WordPress. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're they entirely um, virtual company. Uh, everyone's based wherever mm-hmm. they are. They get together once a year for, or once a month or whatever, once a quarter, whatever works for them to kind of... A Shopify or very like that as well. Exactly, exactly. Like mm-hmm. in a lot of ways, these technologies were there. There was no excuse. I often think maybe often it was really, it was both combination of uh, culture of companies, but also sometimes it was very much that most employers prefer to see their workers at their desks. Um, that has been completely uprooted and changed. Uh, as I said, technology like Zoom had been around for ages. Now it's really grown and shone. I think the same could be true for your technology. It, it, it was growing and all that, but I'm sure this has been given it a kind of a, a really good uh, uh, boost in a lot of ways. Um, what, 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 what reflections have you got on, on terms of your company and your own journey as an entrepreneur and, and just how you guys will do now in this new environment where more than ever your, your technology and, and might I add a technology uh, company run by a guy who is completely new to technology and has done it quite well. Um, yeah, what reflections have you on where you've come to and also where you're going? Yeah, I, and you know, when we started out, we just didn't have the money to go and visit customers. So, you know, year three, we sat in front of three customers. We did everything over, go to meeting, you know, and as Zoom came on, we started using all those tools. And having said that, had you told me 10 years previously that we would have built a company, you know, to that level, only having met three or four customers face to face, I would have said you were mad, you know? So, <laughs> so I think it's, it's very hard to quantify the, the change that COVID is accelerating. Because as you you pointed out, all of these things were there already, but there was huge cultural resistance to it at a leadership level. And I think all of that has been stripped away. So COVID is, is acting as a massive accelerator. For us as a company, you know, we have a, uh, you know, we had a, a three-year plan, which was achieved in 12 weeks, you know, uh, planning for the next six months, really, and you know, it's growth, growth, growth. Hire people. We've got a we've got a very unique product. We're the only company in the world who can do what we do in a software only way. Uh, everybody else, you have to deliver hardware in some way, shape, or form, and that's been proven it doesn't work for loads of reasons, which I won't bore your listeners with now. But they can go and have a look at our website if they like. But yeah, so we're, we're pretty excited. You know, the, the, the first to market with a software-only solution that delivers endpoint security in the way that we do. We're not always going to be the only ones there. You know, if the others are coming, they'll come fast. And we really welcome that. You know, competition is good. So I think I see significant growth for us over the next 
the next number of years and um, we're very very excited about it brilliant brother with that thank you very much no problem thanks for your time john